0: Alrighty, what's going on, beautiful people? And welcome back to another episode of the Trent Corville Show. I am him. I greatly appreciate everybody joining me today. Ladies and gentlemen, as we talked about last week, we have football back, okay? Yes, it is the preseason. We've seen some horrific, horrible games. I believe, actually, last week, every preseason game, obviously, if you don't know, a betting lines, so you can bet on the over or under of the total preseason points scored in a game and now I think miserable and sad people always bet the under okay if you're if you bet the under in a game you're cheering for bad football basically you're cheering for defense you're cheering for interceptions you're cheering for turnovers that's no fun that's no fun to me hey let's rack up some points I do the same thing in basketball I'm like I I don't want to see a low scoring basketball game who wants to see that definitely not me It's just like my my thing with baseball, you know? Let's hit some dingers, people. Let's hit it into the outfield. Shohei Otani. Let's get him running around the bases. By the way, that gentleman. The best baseball season anybody has had since Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth didn't even come close to his numbers I mean he is this guy is a one of one we should be praising him in the media as I think we're doing a good job of but I don't think there's as much coverage as there needs to be this guy is eight and one in his starting pitching career in the MLB and has 40 home runs. That's never happened. Hey, Newsflash, give me all the greatest of all time. Derek Jeter, A-Rod, even I everybody's going to hate me for naming two Yankees right off the bat. All those guys. Every every top MLB player nowadays. Uh Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatís Jr., guys like that. They're not even close. To doing what Shohei Ohtani is doing, I heard an analogy on Twitter today, and it was quite—it was quite good. Imagine if Patrick Mahomes played quarterback in safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. Imagine if that happened. Imagine if he led the league in passing touchdowns and also led the league in interceptions on the defensive side. That's what we're talking about here with Shohei Ohtani. I know I'm getting off track, but absolutely phenomenal season from Shohei. Even though the Angels absolutely stink. I mean, what are we doing, Angels? You got Shohei Otani here. You're in Los Angeles. You got Mike Trout, who seems like he wins the MVP every single year, even though we never hear from him during the regular season. Quite confusing. That man's worth like $400 million for the Los Angeles Angels. But anyways, there are fans back in stands. Sports are starting to happen. It seems like we're returning to a sense of normalcy here in the sports world, even though there's a lot of you know, complications going on with COVID. I think we are all the way back with the energy hype of sports. And you know what happens on Saturdays during the fall? One of the greatest spectacles a sports fan can see in college football. There is nothing like a packed College football stadium. You think of the great ones. I think of, immediately when I think of fans in the stands in college football, I think of a Penn State whiteout game. 8 o'clock, it's dark out, everybody's wearing white. Ohio State is coming into town. I think of Michigan, Go Blue, 115,000 people. And it's always packed. It is always sold out. We go down to Florida and Gainesville when the swamp is rocking. Ladies and gentlemen, when there is 92,000 people in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, I don't know if there's a better atmosphere in college football, quite honestly. I've got to experience it myself. You know, there's a lot of moments. I believe the loudest ever crowd reaction happened a couple years ago when um, one of our corners for the University of Florida, we were playing LSU, picked off Joe Burrow and took it to the end zone. How loud that came through on the television was absolutely absurd. And that is the heart of the Florida Gator fans right there. That is the loudness. That is the drunkenness, more importantly, of the Florida Gator fans. And I cannot wait to see week one. When we have fans back in the stands, I also think about Clemson. Think about Clemson, Death Valley, 105,000 people. Anybody remember when Deshaun Watson was at Clemson, even though he's in some hot water right now? Uh, Deshaun Watson, when he was at Clemson, and Lamar Jackson was at Louisville. And they played in Death Valley. And for about 10 minutes, it was on primetime game. You got Fowler and Herbie in the booth, obviously. It's going to be a great, great spectacle during the regular season. Two Heisman candidate quarterbacks, obviously now in the NFL. High caliber game you <laughs> They, for about 10 minutes, just had a camera go across the stands, every single seat, and saw the fans. It was packed up, 105,000 people. That will give me goosebumps when I see something like that, and then to see the Tigers running down the hill like they do, and the fans going ballistic, and the boos when Lamar Jackson comes out on the field with with Louisville. It was absolutely unbelievable, and ladies and gentlemen, that's what we are getting back just in a a couple weeks. And guess what it starts with? There is a game on the first weekend of college football that will ultimately, I think, decide a big factor, a huge factor in the college football playoff. Clemson and Georgia play each other. On the first weekend, 8 o'clock ESPN, it is going to be a phenomenal spectacle. And I want to get into those two teams a little bit. I want to run through the top 10 because like every year in college football, it seems like the top five and six teams are really the only people in contention. It's Alabama, it's Clemson, it's Ohio State, Georgia, and uh, Oklahoma. That's, That's it. In my opinion, those are the teams that have a chance to win. Sure, bring me North Carolina. Okay, Sam Howell, he can throw the ball a little bit. He wears his knee pad, his uh, thigh pads so high, he looks like he's wearing Lululemon shorts. I mean, and he's playing a football game. It's absolutely unbelievable. He can sling the rock. He can sling the rock. He's an early Heisman candidate. But I want to get into the top 10. I want to dive into some of these big teams and see what's going on. First of all, obviously, the defending national champions, the Alabama Crimson Tide, coming off that national championship season offensively. For the for last season with Mac Jones, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, and Najee Harris, one of the best offensive seasons statistically that Alabama has ever had. And yes, they did have th- excuse me four first round picks on the offensive side. Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle all went to the first round. So you got to think, okay, this offense is losing a ton of talent. A ton. You're losing your starting running back, your top two options at receiver, and the guy who was throwing you the rock, who actually put up more yards in a season than any other Alabama quarterback. The entire season, I think we kind of knew what was going on with Alabama. Like Without fans in the stands, all these COVID issues going on with teams, you knew Alabama was going to thrive through the pressure. But they lost a ton of players to this draft. But then we think, okay, it's the Alabama Crimson Tide. Every year they have first-round picks. Every year they reload on talent. And this kid that's playing quarterback for Alabama this year, Bryce Young, is going to be incredibly special. He he will be incredibly incredibly special. I saw him in uh, high school. He played for a uh, Mater D uh, high school out in California. Actually, the same school uh, J T Daniels, who uh, is the Georgia quarterback, played at. They uh, he was backup to J T Daniels during his tenure there unbelievable ball thrower. It zips out of his hand. He's a little bit on the shorter side, about six foot one. He's more of a mobile guy, but he has a rocket of an arm. Alabama always has talent at the running back position. John Meachie, I believe his name is, is one of the star receivers that's going to be a first round pick this year, absolutely no doubt. He had a pretty good season last year. So look for Alabama to reload once again. Look for them to get in the playoff once again. There's nobody on their schedule in my opinion who, be, who will be able able to beat them besides potentially Texas A&M, but they also lost a ton in the draft this offseason. So Alabama, just like every year, will continue to grow, will continue to get better. It's going to be tough for anybody to compete with this guy. I mean, this guy Bryce Young, the the quarterback for Alabama, is already going to make a million dollars off NIL deals. So we'll see how that works in the team dynamic. I think it's going to be no different because this guy's an absolute ball player. But the Alabama Crimson Tide, number one in my poll. The second team on my list is the Oklahoma Sooners, okay? Led by Lincoln Riley. As we've seen in the past, obviously quarterback Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, all incredibly successful quarterbacks that have come out of Lincoln Riley's offense. Two first round picks, two Heisman Trophy winners. Jalen Hurts was relatively Close. He had a difficult season his last couple years, but we've seen this Oklahoma team go to the playoffs a ton. Remember back when Baker was there playing at the Rose Bowl Stadium against Georgia? I believe it was a double overtime game. One of the greatest college football games I've ever seen. Kyler Murray was able to get into the playoffs. But they've never been able to get over the hump once they start playing SEC teams, okay? And obviously, we know that Oklahoma and Texas in the coming years will be moving to the SEC, which is going to be incredibly interesting, and I'm very, very excited for that. Like when LSU won the championship in 2019, Oklahoma was the four seed, LSU was the one seed, and they played against each other in the first round. LSU beat them 70-14. to 70 points were scored against Oklahoma and it's a direct reflection on the defense. So the defense, obviously, in the Big 12 you know, teams have, has never been great. But last season, we saw a couple linebackers for Oklahoma really turn it on. And they started stopping the run much better. Their secondary is a tad bit shaky. But I want to talk about the quarterback for Oklahoma this year. And I want to tell you why I don't think he's going to be as good as everybody believes. This is the Heisman favorite. Okay, Heisman favorite going into this season, Spencer Rattler, and I think solely that is because of what has come in the past from Lincoln Riley, like I just said, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. I don't think this kid has what those guys have. I, I really don't. I don't think he can move as well as people believe. I've seen a lot of bad balls thrown by him when, granted, in the Big 12, you have a ton of time in the pocket, so you should be able to stand there and deliver a ball very efficiently. But I didn't see that from Spencer Rattler last year. They went 9-2. and two. I believe they lost to K-State. If you're Oklahoma, you should go undefeated in the Big 12. And the only losses that should come to you should be in the playoffs against a real team a la the SEC. And yes, I just went there because those are where the real teams are. And let's have that discussion. Everybody in the SEC, besides Oklahoma, I would put any other team in the SEC up against everybody in the Big 12. I'd put Kentucky up against half the teams in the Big 12 and they'd beat them down. They would. Just off grit, defense, and determination. That's what the SEC is. I should be a spokesman for them. So the Oklahoma Sooners will be an interesting you know, prospect this year. I don't think they'll be able to keep up with Alabama. I don't think they'll be able to keep up with Clemson. I don't think they'll be able to keep up with Georgia or Ohio State, quite honestly. But I do think they will make it into the playoff. I, just like every year. We're going to see the same teams we do every single year. This is what happens, guys. Yes, sure, we want change we want... We, why isn't Texas A&M in there? Why is not Penn State get in? Michigan? Because you're not good enough. The top four teams are always right... Every single year. Texas A&M would have lost by a 100 points in the playoffs last year, quite honestly. Sure, Kellen Mom was phenomenal. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, their running back, people say he's a Heisman candidate. Yeah, no thank you. Okay, no thank you. Not going to happen. Last time Jimbo Fisher had a Heisman candidate, it was Jameis Winston. And we've seen how Jameis has done. Even though he will be a Hall of Famer, I will put money on that one day. Jameis Winston was the last time Jimbo Fisher had anybody credible on his team. Sure, Kellen Monty went in the third round. He's not going to play in the NFL. Texas A&M shouldn't have been in that playoff. Okay, Everybody was correct. All the playoff committee was correct. Every single year, it is always Alabama. It is always Clemson. It is always Ohio State. And it is always the Oklahoma Sooners. But wait a minute. Who have we not seen in the last couple years? Since Tua Tenga-Vailoa, took over the national championship in the second half against the Georgia Bulldogs. We haven't seen them in a while. They've been hanging the fifth, sixth, seventh spot, lost a couple games here and there. I'm nervous about the Georgia Bulldogs, okay, because I really do believe that that quarterback they have, J.T. Daniels, formerly of the University of Southern California, came to Athens To be the quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs, the last six games of Georgia's season last year, he looked like the best quarterback in college football. He was throwing the ball, I believe he had three 400-yard games at Georgia, which, you know, Georgia historically has always got incredible running backs. They were throwing the ball a ton, and Georgia has brought back nearly every single starter from last year's team, and I believe that Kirby Smart and his gang are incredibly hungry to get back to the college football playoff, and more importantly, win the thing. JT Daniels is a Heisman candidate. I believe. I'm all in on Georgia. Quite, quite honestly, if I were going to pick you know, an SEC champion, I could. I could see Georgia taking down Alabama for the SEC title this year. I could. If Bryce Young isn't what we think he is, and if the nominally lineup that Alabama had this year, and it feels like they have a lineup like that every single year, but it was really like Devontae Smith won the Heisman. Last year as a wide receiver, you had that guy on your team. He's had 23 touchdowns. So I think with Georgia, I think with a good quarterback, they've got a good run game. They always have gritty offensive linemen. Here we go. If I had a national championship pick right now, I'm taking the number 5 seed Georgia Bulldogs to win the national championship. They have everybody back on their offense. I think they're going to be a phenomenal team. So I'm putting money on the Bulldogs. I am putting money on the Bulldogs this year. I hope they get into the playoff. They're going to play Clemson the first game. Somebody's going to be 0-1. I don't think it's going to be the Georgia Bulldogs. I think Clemson's going to start the season 0-1, they've never done that before, and it will be an uphill climb from then. Speaking of the Clemson Tigers, let's get into them a little bit, Dabo Swinney, obviously we've all seen him on the TikTok, doing his dances, having a good time, being the good old boy, being the good old boy Dabo like he is, even though he did say a couple years back, I. If, if college players are getting paid, I ain't coaching. Well, guess what? He's still coaching. He's back for another season, 2021. His quarterback, DJ Yunglele, the Hawaiian gentleman from St. John's Bosco, he was on the same season of QB1 that your boy appeared on a couple times. Uh, that's on Netflix if you ever want to see that. But Clemson, okay, this year has got an uphill battle. Obviously, they lost their golden boy in Trevor Lawrence. Okay, Sunshine, he is gone. He is now with... Scary Irvin Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Travis Etienne, who is also a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars, is gone. He's been their leading rusher for the past three seasons. We got some guys gone, okay? We we need we need to reload at Clemson and guess what? They got one of their pieces back. I don't know if anybody remembers Back when Clemson won the national championship, when they beat Notre Dame, there was a guy who had three receiving touchdowns during that game. He was the star of the playoffs. That man's name is Justin Ross. Now, when I saw this guy play against Notre Dame, have those three touchdowns, at receiver, mind you, not running back. No, no. He caught three touchdown passes against a good Notre Dame secondary. I said, oh, this freshman, this 19-year-old, He's going to be really good. And then in the Alabama game, obviously, if anybody remembers the sideline one-handed catch that he had, that was absolutely beautiful. And then the very next play, Patrick Sertan, who was a first-round cornerback, uh, now at the Denver Broncos, literally pick number nine, uh, sauced him up at the line and took the ball 60 yards. Trevor Lawrence put it on a dime for a touchdown. I said, okay, so we have what we call a superstar. Here, This guy is going to be the guy. And so what happens in training camp the next season? Justin Ross goes out with an ACL tear. He is all the way back this season DJ Yungalali, okay, the quarterback, can really sling the ball he's six foot five two hundred and forty pounds he can move he's built like cam Newton he's got a better arm than cam Newton. he can't run like cam. nobody can will ever be able to run like cam at the size and stature that he was playing that position. there will never be another cam newton dJ Okay, and that's what we'll stick with. DJ is an absolutely phenomenal quarterback. He can stand in the pocket, and I'm a little concerned about the Clemson offensive line. Okay, they brought back a majority of the people on their defense. Brian Brees, the defensive tackle. Xavier Thomas, the defensive end. Those guys are terrifying humans, okay? And when they're both rushing at you at full speed, good luck to anybody in the ACC, But this guy, DJ, is a really special player. He now has sponsorships with Bojangles and Dr. Pepper. So, obviously, he is a huge, huge commodity in sports. He's a top Heisman candidate. So, it's going to be interesting to see the Clemson Tigers, if they can click offensively. I think Brent Venables and that defense is going to do very, very well this season. However... I think that first game is taken by the Georgia Bulldogs, and they go on a little uh, what we call run. And yes, unfortunately, I'll make the prediction now. The Florida Gators will lose to the Georgia Bulldogs this season. That's going to happen. I don't like saying those things, right? I don't like saying that the Florida Gators are going to lose football games. I don't. But we had a roster last year. We had a team, Kyle Pitts, and a nominally. We don't see humans like Kyle Pitts very often. At 6 foot 6, 230 pounds, he's as fast as a slot receiver. He's bigger than Julio Jones running on the field. In 8 games he played last year, he had 12 touchdowns from the tight end position, mind you. Mind you, Dan Mullen and Kyle Trask and the boys down there. How did we go eight and four? How did we go eight and four? I don't know how that happens when LSU sucked, Georgia wasn't good, and nobody was good. This was the year for the Florida Gators with a guy like Kyle Trask who was absolutely spinning the rock. Kyle Pitts, Trayvon Grimes who has been in the program for quite some time, Kadarius Toney, first round pick, and we lost four games. And I'm incredibly frustrated about it because every single year we say, hey, Florida Gators might be back. Florida Gators might be back. These first couple games are looking good. The boys are buzzing. We'll see if Emory Jones, who uh, has been there for about three years now, and that might be good to learn under Dan Mullen to really get the offense down. He can run a little bit, which is going to add a different dynamic to the offense. But we lost a ton of people. Everybody on that team left. It was the last opportunity we had to win, and we didn't do it. I don't expect much from the Florida Gators this season. I don't. Aside from the Florida Gators, we've got to get to a couple other teams before we get out of here. A team that, in my eyes, is incredibly overhyped, and that will they will do nothing this entire season, quite honestly, even though Sam Howell is a good quarterback with the Lululemon shorts, okay? The North Carolina Tar Heels won't be anything, in my, in my opinion. Yes, last year, the offense was among the most explosive in the country, ranking second to only Alabama in per-play offensive efficiency. But you also have to think it's in the ACC. So besides, uh, besides Clemson and Miami, sometimes, everybody... Miami is like Texas, it's like Michigan, it's like Southern Cal... Every single year. Hey, this might be the year for Miami. Hey, De'Eric King, the quarterback, he's been in college for 14 years now. He's looking good during training camp. Newsflash, it never actually happens, okay? Okay. After Since the early uh, late 90s and early 2000s, the Miami Hurricanes have been nothing to college football. That's why Nike pulled the sponsorship back 10 years ago. Nobody cared about the Miami Hurricanes, and I don't understand why in a lot of these top 10 polls, the Miami Hurricanes are uh, in the top 10 in the country. Who do they have? Who? De'Eric King? The Houston quarterback who transferred? I don't think so. So, besides those two teams, North Carolina, yeah, Wake Forest ain't, love you, Sam Hartman, love you to death, buddy, but Wake Forest ain't giving North Carolina a run for their money, all right? North Carolina's a top 10 program, but people are saying they're a sneaky good pick for the college football playoff. That won't happen. Clemson will definitely beat them. Miami has potential to beat them. And, Please, actually, college football committee, let's throw North Carolina in there. Let's 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 do it. Let let's let Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State or Oklahoma or Georgia beat one of them by a hundred just to humble Mac Brown a little bit because the guy's getting a little cocky in his press conferences. Yeah, you can have a good quarterback. There are tons of good quarterbacks in college football. Yes, there are. He looks great in the in the blue that y'all wear. Looks phenomenal. He's great on television. He's a funny kid, but he's not going to be something that's going to give you get you over the hump of a Clemson, of a Ohio State, of a Miami. It's not going to happen. Uh, North Carolina's been high as number 6 in some of these polls that I've seen. Excuse me? Number 6 in the country, the 6th best football team in the country. Not a chance. Not a chance. Basketball sure, even though Roy Williams is gone. Let's throw him in there, but the offense lost a ton of talent, like the running back and two starting receivers for North Carolina all went to the draft. So you're going to have some young guys in there trying to prove themselves. I don't trust it a single bit. And another team that, uh, that people like to throw in the college football playoff conversation that I would love, I would love to throw them in there as well, just so you know, humble them a little bit is the Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay. And uh, on ESPN.com, they're ranked the eighth best team in the country. Some other school, some other, you know, websites have them ninth and other schools have them seventh. Am Am I missing something here? You know, the last time Cincinnati was anything, they played Florida in the Sugar Bowl and they lost by 50 points. So, sure, let's. Desmond Ritter, their quarterback, he's an early Heisman candidate. If a quarterback from Cincinnati wins the Heisman trophy, I won't watch college football any longer, quite honestly. They're in the AAC. Who do they play? Answer nobody. They don't play anybody of cred- credibility, a team like that, and if if it was the 12-team playoff that they're talking about, sure, have Cincinnati in there. Let them get blown out by any other team. Another team in the SEC we need to talk about before we get into some Heisman candidates, Texas A&M. Obviously, there was a lot of uprise last year when the Texas A&M Aggies didn't get into the college football playoff, even though they were just the number five seed. And they're actually... They hadn't been a five seed since the Johnny Manziel era. Let's remember, besides beating Alabama, Johnny Manziel really didn't do anything at Texas A&M. It was just all the hype, but you really screwed up your entire life, Johnny Manziel. You could have had a beautiful career, not only if it didn't work out on the football field, you could have had a career in podcasting, on air. People would have loved to hear you speak and talk about the game of football, but you screwed it up, in Texas A&M, will continue to screw up their players, I do believe. I never think they will get into the college football playoff, and people are saying this year might be the year. Yeah? Is it? Because your four-year starter, Kellen Mond, is gone. And you have two guys who have never played a snap in college football, and we're thinking that they're going to be worth something. They are returning tight end Jalen Widemer and uh, wide receiver uh, Ayanis Smith, and he is a very good player. Okay, he, he is a very good player. They both ranked 2nd uh, and 10th at their respective positions in the SEC in 2020. So yeah, sure, let me throw some stats out there, give the Texas A&M fans some hope, but let's be honest, people. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia will be the only teams that are going to be talked about for the top four in this year's season. Unfortunately, I hate saying that for you fans of other teams, but Guys, I'm a Gator fan. We haven't been anywhere. We haven't done anything in the last 15 years. I know that these five teams that I just listed are going to be the top five for the entire year. They will. After week one, it might be different because Georgia or Clemson will have an 0-1 next to their name, but they're not going to lose again. What are we even talking about, you know? Oh, by the way, Alabama does play Florida this year at Florida. That's going to be quite interesting. We haven't played them since uh, 2010. But anyways, Texas A&M won't amount to anything. I want to get into some of the Heisman candidates real quick. Just run through them very quickly. Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. I've already given you my opinion on him. I don't think he will amount to anything. I don't see him winning the Heisman. I don't think he'll have the numbers like Kyler did and like Baker did and like Jalen did. So I don't see that happening. And it's just historically, Oklahoma quarterbacks are always in that conversation. And this year, it's just a little bit different. Sam Howell, like we mentioned, from the University of North Carolina, he's a good player. He reminds me a ton of Baker Mayfield. Can't really move around too well, but he's got a rocket arm. It comes out of his hand well. I don't think he has the talent around him that'll uh, put up good enough numbers to be able to win the Heisman Trophy. So that is there. De'Eric King from Miami, you can just go ahead and wipe this one away immediately. He will not win the Heisman the last three years. He has been a preseason Heisman candidate just because of his explosiveness and his dynamic ability on the field they don't have a team around them as well. I think you have to have stars around you to be able to win the Heisman Trophy and he will not do it this year. DJ Youngalele from Clemson. This is a guy who could definitely win the Heisman this year if the stats hold up. We've seen him in a couple games when Trevor Lawrence was out with good old Uncle COVID, okay? Even though Lawrence was on the sideline, with his mask down while he had COVID speaking to the team. So that was an interesting call by Dabo. But DJ, I think he has a good shot at making it The he has the team around him. Justin Ross is going to be incredibly important to that offense. Michael Duke, shout out, buddy of mine, is going to get a ton more playing time at the running back position. So look out for Mr. Michael Dukes Jr. out there. So yeah, DJ Yunglele, I definitely think could be a Heisman Trophy winner if Clemson wins that first game against Georgia he plays better than JT Daniels and continues that trajectory throughout the entire season. Bryce Young from Alabama obviously uh if the kid plays well. If he plays like Mac Jones le- next uh last year I do believe that he will be able to be in the running at least. I don't unless he puts up a ton of yards on the ground, I think as well complementing the passing. I don't know if he will win a Heisman. Uh they might win every single game this season. He he might do it, but I I would think it's going to be either DJ okay, or JT Daniels, the quarterback from Georgia. I think JT Daniels is going to have about five or six games this year where he goes over 400 yards. I do. Against Vanderbilt, Missouri, teams like that, I think he will absolutely light it up. And this game, the Saturday opening weekend of college football, we will really see who has the chops. When it's Clemson taking on Georgia, two Heisman candidates, DJ against JT, two names that are letters, only two letters. That's pretty interesting, DJ and JT. So that's fun. That's a spectacle to look at, right? But I greatly appreciate everybody joining me today on this college football preview. A couple things I need you to do for me. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That incredibly helps us. And be a friend, see a friend, tell a friend, share it with a friend, and I will see you next week. Peace and love.